Hey guys, what is up and welcome back to the show. Today is a college football mega cast again. We talk about Thursday night football and this is once again with my friend Evan. Go follow him on Twitter. Go follow me on Twitter at all is on sports. He's at Evan underscore mansion. Um, and I hope you enjoy this episode. It's a very good one. Yes, most definitely. All right, yeah, this is good. This is a uh, very, very crispy. I, I like what's, I like what I'm, what, what I'm hearing. Yeah. Right, yeah but, would you name the the thing? Uh, the recording. No, 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 the the, the your, uh, fake podcast. Oh, I didn't name anything. I just started recording. Oh, nice. All right, well that works out. All right, uh, so yeah, so today we are doing. We're gonna start out with uh, some Thursday night football. Um, we're gonna do that, and then we're gonna jump right into the Saturday slate. We can do a little bit about last week, but you know, we wouldn't want to be be too late. Um, but yeah, Evan, what are your initial thoughts from this boring game? Yeah, what? I mean, literally the toilet bowl. I mean, just terrible. Who's? I don't know. I mean, I I think the Commanders are gonna eventually start putting it together. I think they're a good team. I just feel like they don't have. They're not where they should be, and I think they should move on from Ron Rivera. I think that's what's holding them back. I really like their defense. I really, I think Carson Wentz can still be good. Curtis Samuel, Terry McLaurin, they they have they have really the pieces that they need in order to be a good team. It's just for some reason they're not being able to put it together, and it's what made it turn out to be as they're playing the Bears a toilet bowl. Yeah, and you know, I I kind of disagree with that but I also at the same time I agree with what you said about having the pieces um but I feel like it's more of Dan Schneider than Ron Rivera I, yeah I, that's I, true that's true I, under, I do understand what you're saying with him like you know it, he he hasn't been exactly like great at Washington but like I, I I mean it's just like you can't get rid of the owner so like how are you ever going to be good with that guy still there yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, you, it it kind of just creates that workplace vibe that's like makes it harder to produce and do well. Yeah. Um, and, go ahead. <laughs> um, I'm very disappointed in the Bears. Like that, they are. I know they're not that great of a team, but they are a way better team than that. Yeah, it's just like Justin Fields. He's just not. I know he doesn't have the best offensive pieces, but. He's really not doing what he should be able to be doing. Like, there's so many things that he could have done better. Like, I remember in the first half, they it was a perfectly designed play. I don't know. If, remember on the third down, where yeah. it was zero zero. He it was a perfectly designed play, like the fake flip, and then the the tight end was wide open, and he misses like the three yard throw. He was only three yards, like one yard past, two or three yards past the line of scrimmage, and and that had that scored that that's that's a win. Yeah. And look, I know they're most that like the Texans win not that great. 49ers win, that's pretty good, but every game they've played in has been close and that's why I was so disappointed with this score. I feel like they definitely could have won this game, especially like twelve to seven. They couldn't put up more than seven points. Yeah. Like, come on. And I, I'm feeling this I'm a little bit feeling the same way with Carolina right now, but but that that's yeah. But other like it's just 
Carson Wentz with only 99 yards. He's kind of been spotty for him. I think, I think he's good. I think he's, I think he could, he's going to be the Washington's long-term quarterback at least for right now. There's no one better. There's no one. There's no better options right now. There's obviously a lot of better quarterbacks than Carson Wentz, but there's no better options than Carson Wentz right now. And I think out of in terms of like the trade slash free agent quarterbacks this past off season, he's really the best one. Yeah. Yeah. And especially like his like his value is more right now than Deshaun Watson because he's just sitting on the bench doing nothing. Yeah, and Deshaun Watson was disappointing in the preseason. Like you, you wonder exactly. not, that's terrible. Yeah, that's not terrible. playing for so long. You wonder what does that what does that do? Um, and yeah, but other other than that, I mean, really, just a disappointing game, just a not a fun game to watch. Darnell Moody was he short? Oh man. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say yes. Okay. You know, I it it's such a it's such a controversial play, but it I mean, I feel like I feel like the ball crossed the plane, but I also feel like that's not even the right rule. I feel like he should be in a little bit. I feel like the ball was definitely in, but I don't know if he was fully in, if you know what I'm saying. Well yeah, but if the ball crosses the plane then it's a touchdown. Yeah, it, it's controversial. Yeah, That's it's just it is close. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I really don't strongly believe either way. So don't come after me. <laughs> don't come after Evan. You heard yeah. him right. Um, but honestly, really, just I know we keep reiterating it, but really, just what was a must win? I feel like it was a must win for both teams because the Commanders are already in the last, but all the other teams in the NFC East are four and one or five and zero, oh, and they're one and four. They're already trailing behind if they want any hope of making it into the playoffs. And for the Bears, really, just they're trying to prove they were trying to prove. I mean, they were two and one. I guess they're just trying to prove whether or not they're really a legit team, and it's starting to not really seem that way. But really, the best thing of last night was. The orange helmets. The orange helmets were insane. Oh yeah. Yeah, they, was... they were. Those were. That was the highlight of the night. No pun intended with oh. the bright colors, but that... I think that was one of the highlights of the night. That, that was a fun. That was cool. Like I was excited for that, and they they really pulled it off well. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought I thought it was a good look. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, yeah and, but I mean, really, just the one other thing. Obviously, before the Sunday games, we don't know what to say about those yet. Um, but Matt Rule being fired is literally. It's literally a win. They got destroyed by 22, but I really could care less with Matt Rule now being fired. I mean, he's doing a – he wasn't doing a good job. And like you told me earlier today, college coaches, they have trouble translating. I remember with Nick Saban, he had a losing record at Miami – or at the Dolphins. And uh, look what he's doing now at Alabama. just doesn't really translate over very well. Yeah, and, and the, the way you get good in the NFL versus the way you get good in college – two completely different things and that I just don't it's just as an NFL organization I don't really see how you hire a guy from from the college game they're just completely different games yeah they're they're they're, like everyone it's it's a different way to manage your players it's a it's a whole different thing like you don't have like campus life or anything like that it's just a whole different like on the field, it's different, but it's just a whole different off the field experience slash like work environment type thing as well. And but now Matt Rule, he's good. He's still gonna get a job at some sort of high level college as he probably should. But he's still the Panthers owe him eight hundred thirty four thousand dollars a month over like forty million dollars because they they decided to sign him to a seven year deal before he'd even proven himself at all, which was extremely dumb on their part, in my opinion. But yeah, Matt Rule being fired, it's like, it's, as a Panther fan, it's just like one of the best feelings in the world at the moment. Right. And, Especially you know, since you're so disappointing. Yeah, you don't you don't ever think you'd be happy to have somebody go on your team, but like, def- he was definitely holding the team back, in my opinion, at least. Yeah, um, I just, I just, I just felt like, the team, the defense is not is like middle of the pack. That the offense has the pieces. It's just they didn't. They they've been doing a bad job of the whole quarterback thing. Bringing back Cam Newton, he sucked. PJ Walker hasn't really done much yet. Baker Mayfield has sucked. Sam Darnold has sucked. Like no one's no one's been the guy, and they've gone through like five different guys, and none of them have done even halfway decent. And and so it's just I I just. I don't. I don't think we need to blow up the team. I just feel like 
You just need to keep what you have and just start fresh, especially from the quarterback. Like I, I just wish Matt Corral was healthy because then they could give him the opportunity, especially when there's less to play for. If you're Carolina, because there's there's not really as much. You're one in four. You play the Rams next week. There's you're probably going to be one in five. Like, what is there really to play for at this point other than the number one draft pick? So it kind of gives them free play. Yeah, and Steelers are in the same spot too. And one one thing before I get deep into the Panthers again, I feel like bring, them bringing back Cam Newton for that game, that was a publicity stunt. <laughs> well, they did win. He, that was the one game he played well in. Yeah, and... I wanted to say, share this one other thing too, and it, it was um, when at the uh, William Mary game, I asked him for a picture, and obviously, you know already, he said no. And yeah. then I came back, I walked back, or walked by him, and then I yelled, "I'm back!" <laughs> Did and you actually? Looked, yeah, he just looked at me weird. <laughs> thought it was hilarious. <laughs> All right. You should well, ask him how his job search was going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That was the bum life right yeah. now. Um, but, yeah, I think, as you said earlier, I think the quarterback position is a question. And I think I do think the Panthers have the pieces. It's just they need the right coach. Because I think if, if Bill Belichick was coaching the Panthers right now, they'd be a playoff team. It's just, it just it, you know. Yeah, it well, just... I, I agree. But you, you could throw any any good coach, like, you could throw Nick Saban at UVA and they'd be winning more right now. Yeah, exactly. That, that's my point. Yeah, that's exactly. Point. It, it, you just need the you just need the right hire, and then your team can do drastic things. I yeah, guess. exactly. It's just they haven't been able, like they haven't really been able to find so much success since like the 2018 season when they they'd made wild cards, made the Super Bowl like 2016. They just haven't been able to find the same level of success, obviously. And it just, I watched a video and. and Really, just everything fell apart after the Super Bowl. They they had, like, Luke Keekley and Graham Gano, or not Graham Gano, like Greg Olson. What am I thinking? I don't care about the kicker. Well, I do. It was good. But you, you get the idea. Um, yeah. It's everyone – it was either injuries, people wanting more money, and or people wanting to leave for some reason. It's just they couldn't – they weren't able to sustain. And now it just feels like it's been, like, a five-year-long rebuild that just hasn't been able to come together. Right, yeah, I, I I completely agree, and I feel like definitely having the offensive pieces, and I I don't know a ton about their defense, but from what you've said, they're pretty good. I I mean, they they're ready to take that next step. It's just they need that they need this firing was a big step, and they need one more big step before they can become a good team by hiring yeah, that. I agree, leader. Yeah, I agree. It's just there's multiple teams that seem talent-wise the Panthers are better than, but because of either the leadership or better quarterback play, the Panthers aren't. Because, honestly, Baker Mayfield's probably the worst quarterback in the league right now. Yeah, maybe maybe Mitch Trubisky is down there too. Yeah, well, yeah, obviously. And that that's part of the <laughs> problems with uh... – but it was weird. I, I, I'm – how did I know you were probably watching it. How did Kenny Pickett get like 360 yards but never get into the end zone? All right. Well, first of all, I'm just gonna make this point to start off with. We suck. Okay. Okay. Number two, he we basically threw the ball the entire game. He, I saw he did like 52 pass attempts. It it was ridiculous. I mean, for for me, all I'm seeing is positives from him. He's definitely more explosive and able to get us going better than Mitch. Definitely. The problem is, I don't know why we're not getting points on the board after having that. Cre- <laughs> you can't have more. You can't round up to 400 yards and like have nothing to show for it. Did I lose you? Evan? Evan? Too. Sorry, sorry. My Siri came up. <laughs> what? I, I could not hear you for like 20 seconds. I don't yeah. know what it was. Sorry. Said that it's, it surprises me that we're so bad, too, because I, like, I feel like I'm in the same situation. Like, we have the pieces here. I, I don't know if it's just this is going to be a bad year because, you know, we're going through who should really be the long-term starting quarterback. And y'all are weird, too, because y'all have Mike Tomlin still. Like, we obviously know he's – 
promise. He's a great coach. Yeah, exactly. And I may have a little bit of bias there, but I no, he is. I I completely agree. Yeah, I mean, we have we have the guys. It's just, I think I think definitely this year it's it just has to do with you know adjusting everybody to the new system. And we brought two guys in who are first year quarterbacks in here in Pittsburgh, so. We gotta yeah. get everybody used to things caught up, and you know, maybe two or three years down the road, we could be good if Penny, if or if Kenny, sustains, or if he plays how he's playing. Yeah, now, yeah, I agree. I yeah, but uh, that's enough with our like mo- mo- majority time with our uh, own teams. But yeah, let's go, let's go right into college football. And in the most intriguing matchup, obviously, the best game for me is going to be the Alabama game, Alabama Tennessee game. But the most intriguing game for me is the Penn State-Michigan game because Michigan, I want to see if Penn State can prove themselves because they always seem like that type of team. They get down, they're that top 10 team, and then they always fall and lose their playoff hopes. And on the other side for Michigan, they've played Colorado State, Hawaii, UConn, and then they've had two relatively – or a very close test against Maryland – in a relatively close game against Iowa, and Indiana is not very good. So, really, this is their first big test, and really their only test except for Ohio State all year. Maybe Illinois. Illinois is number 24 now, but other than that, this is their only game that's like has potential to be anywhere near because it's not even so much that Michigan State's so good. It's more about – they are good, but it's more about the fact that schedule's just not that hard. So, this is really the game – of the year for Michigan for me to really say if I were a voter, this is the game that they have to win for if I'm putting them in the playoff other than the Ohio State game. Right. And I think, you know, I, I never I never buy into Penn State until it's over and done with. But this th- if they want to prove that they are legit contenders to be a playoff team, this is a must win game. Like this this is a perfect opportunity. And you know, it's it's going to be hard to go in and beat Michigan. Yeah, but, at, but at the big house? At the big house. And yeah. let me just tell you, if, if this game was at night, which it's never going to be because Big 12, big noon kickoff, the most bull thing <laughs> of all time. It's just, it's the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> you got a top 10 matchup, and they're playing at noon. You want, you want it to be at the 7.30 game? At least have it at like three thirty or yeah. something, something respectable. But God, yeah, okay. And really, two two quarterbacks that have come in really with questions from last year, and coming in, I mean, coming in from last year, um, McCarthy. We we weren't so sure about him. We definitely weren't sure about Clifford. He was the most. I feel like he was one of the most inconsistent quarterbacks last year. But he's coming this year. He's got a thousand passing yards, nine touchdowns, and two interceptions. Really, really solid play in, in what is going to be his final year of college football. Um, and so, two quarterbacks. Um, and for Michigan, obviously, it was even more so the the question mark on McCarthy because they didn't even know whether he was going to be start starting or whether it was going to be McNamara. We just we just didn't know. And so now that it's him instead of McNamara, which really on Jim on Harbaugh's part, I, I it doesn't. I don't really get it because you can't have your QB battle during the season. I get it. They're playing easy teams, but you can't have your QB battle during the season. Right. Yeah. And I, I'm, I don't remember if you, um, or I don't know if you remember me mentioning this before, but like, I mean, I don't get how necessarily you go away from the guy who got you there before. Yeah. For in the playoff. Yeah. Right. And I know, J.J. McCarthy is obviously a, like, very flashy, very attractive quarterback. Not like that, but, like, you know what I mean. But, like, I, I just don't get how you go back – you go away from the guy who's done it before. Yeah, I, it's just he, – he he's the one who brought you to the playoff. He's he's proven everything. You know, you know how good he is. And not only that, you come into the season, which really is poor coaching – I mean, obviously Harbaugh's a pretty good coach, but really it seems like another one of those, like, big moment things. Like, he's, he can't figure it out. Like, he does it with Ohio State all the time. And in this situation, he just seems that he can't figure it out. It's just sometimes the leadership isn't there. Like, this is something that you have to have down. 
preseason, especially since I feel like you should get a better sense because so much talent on that offense, you just know, like, you should know based off of pure skill. Like, you know it's not going to be the receiver's problem or the receiver's fault or whatever, for example, that the quarterback isn't that good. There's something that you should know. You should know going into the season. I feel like that would boost the confidence of whoever's starting, boost the confidence of the whole offense, get them ready for that. And so now that it's going, it's going well, but it's just a que- it was a question mark going in. So now you wonder coming into these big games whether that leadership is there. Exactly. And, you know, I I could definitely see something happening like like a Spencer Rattler type thing where it's like, okay, now you're going into a big game and what if it's not going what if it's going horribly wrong and then you have to deal with okay, maybe McNamara needs to come back in, but what if that doesn't work? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's yeah. just it's it's it it's, just seems like it almost seems like he's not confident in McCarthy he wasn't confident in McCarthy for a little bit because you just didn't know or with McNamara some at some point. You know, and th- this could also be the game that makes Jim Harbaugh seem like a genius too. Like <laughs> we don't we don't we just don't know. Yeah, we don't we we don't know what's we don't know we don't even know we don't really know what to expect. We don't I mean we do know what to expect, but at the mm-hmm. same time we don't know what, what to Good expect. Good thing we'll find out nude. Yeah, at noon. <laughs> you're, you're never gonna get off of that. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. At noon. <laughs> okay. All right, number two, Georgia versus Vanderbilt, game of the century. It's gonna be a Vanderbilt upset by one point. Obvious. No, I'm just kidding. Fifty point win for Georgia. We're not even gonna talk about that anymore. Um. Syracuse, NC State, two of the more surprising teams, more Syracuse than NC State. But again, at the same time, this is the game for Syracuse where we're, we it's the same thing but on a lower caliber for both teams. For Syracuse, it's we want to prove that we're legit. We want to prove that we're 5-0 and for a reason. Because, again, haven't had the toughest schedule. UVA, Wagner, UConn. The only good win is Purdue. So well played Wagner. Yeah, I know they play <laughs> Wagner. So <laughs> the first are they even FBS? Uh, you can have a malfunction. You're, why is your Wi-Fi lagging so much? I am sorry. I, I am very sorry. I'm just very popular. Phone calls. <laughs> it was probably just a scam. I, no, no, it, it was people I knew, but I, I do apologize. I'm locked in on this podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, you better be. Anyways, Louisville is, should should be easy win in terms of Syracuse. UConn, obviously we know who UConn is. Um, Virginia, obviously, no, they're not very good. Wagner, obviously, no, they're, compared to an ACC team, terrible. So, really, for Syracuse, they're kind of like the, they're the Penn State of this situation, I feel like. Or no, they're the, they're more, yeah, they're more the Penn State in this situation. And for NC State on the other side, they're there again. They only have their close loss to Clemson. So this is like they're trying to prove, hey, I think we can compete. I think we can be that highest-ranked team that's going to get the New Year's Six Bowl if Clemson makes it in the playoff. Mm-hmm. Um, we, so really it's just another high-stakes game for both teams that's just you want to make a statement. You want to be that team that in the ACC that – if Clemson makes the playoff, that you you want to be there, you want to be that team because really, other than Clemson, I don't really know if Clemson's the playoff team this year. But other than Clemson, you kind of know there's going to be the teams that are competing for that New Year's Six spot. Because I don't know if you know this, but the highest ranked team in the ACC that doesn't make the playoff goes to the New Year's Six bowl game, and so that's kind of what everyone's fighting for, um, unless you're trying to make it into the playoff. Yeah. Um, th- this is definitely a major game to decide that too. And, you know, NC State coming off that, uh, loss to Clemson, um, it's, it's, it's a big game and, uh, we'll have to see. I, I don't, I don't really think Syracuse is that good, but. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, I don't think they're them. I think, I don't think, I don't think they're him, you know. <laughs> They um, him. <laughs> um. So, I just say this is a game where they both teams need to prove themselves. Yeah, exactly. It's just they're trying to figure out 
where they stand. And it, it's just one of those first big tests. And really, one of the first big tests for uh, Penn State and Michigan. They're kind of just the same type of game, just on different, just on different scales. But one thing I want to get out of the way, too, before we get into the bigger games, is why is JMU ranked? Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> We're playing. I mean, these guys just ride JMU. Good God. <laughs> I am I, not even going to, like, say anything because, well, I am, but I, I just shut up because I know I'm biased. But JMU hasn't done crap. I mean, William and Mary could be five and zero on this game. Yeah, it's yeah, like they, they, they potentially could. Okay, Arkansas State, Texas State, Norfolk State, Middle Tennessee State. You know when you play that many states that aren't uh, like Ohio State or or I don't even know other states, but you get the idea. Like, <laughs> yeah, like I mean, not number twenty five worthy. I mean. Right, 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 right. I get it. I get it. Appalachian State, they beat they beat Texas A&M, but I think Appalachian State is a losing record right now still. Yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> they, they, I, I just it, – it's just because they're undefeated. Like, it, they have zero resume here to be ranked. And, you zero. know, thank God they're not eligible for the playoffs because – I don't see a loss on the playoffs. Besides, maybe the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, thank. I don't see a loss on the schedule. You mean the, you mean the, you mean a bowl game? Louisville, Old Dominion. Like they could. Most people thought they were going to go two and ten, including myself. But then, <laughs> oh, you're two. you're again biased there. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Damn you, sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay. Well, you, you got that off your chest. Uh, Kentucky, Ooh. Mississippi State. Again, another one of those games. Kentucky, I'm extremely disappointed in where, the way Kentucky's season has turned out. Um, Obviously, I didn't expect them to beat Ole Miss. I think Ole Miss is competing for the playoff right now. But South Carolina, obviously, they always get that one upset. Like, they, got, they beat Georgia a few years ago. Now, this year, it's Kentucky. But, really, Kentucky... It, I think they're better than four and two, and it's just I I don't really know what else to say other than the fact that it's just disappointing. I I completely agree. Like I could not be more disappointed. Like not not particularly in the team because I think they like last game you can't really say anything like that they, they had their quarterback out. Like I know they they could still have won that game. But, you know, there's not a ton you can do without your starter. And, you know, a few couple of uh, questionable calls away from being from beating Old Miss. So, <laughs> I, I mean, I feel like this year was like the all-in year. And, you know, they're not even on – I mean, they're – you know, they're a bad loss to South Carolina. And, you know, they're kind of out of, like, the conversation – uh, not the playoffs, but like. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean like, because. They, yeah, other, like, yeah, you're they, right. If they were undefeated going into that Georgia game, then it's like, oh well, this is now the game. Yeah, like Tennessee, you thought that if they won both those games, they would have a shot, but you just don't. Again, it's just, it's just. I don't really know what else to say other than the fact that it's just a little bit disappointing. And for South Carolina now, they're four and two. They got a win over Kentucky. Um, they they play. They're coming in this week. They're playing Texas A&M at home. But after Texas A&M, Missouri, they can win. Vanderbilt, they can win. Florida is going to be tougher, but they can win. This Are they South at Florida? Carolina, what? Are they at Florida? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that That's tough, tough, but they can still do it. Right. They, were at, they were at Kentucky. They were at Kentucky. True. But... It is the swap, though. But I, I know what you mean. But, yeah, but I, I just – they're four and two. They – I just feel like the South Carolina team, they're, if they were in another conference, they'd be more. But they look like a seven-win team again. Could be competing for a solid bowl game, looking for an eight-win season. And Shane Beamer, obviously, has to be uh, pretty highly respected right now. Yeah. Um, this may be a little bit too, like, in the future maybe. But, like, I feel like 
Shane Beamer will get that team to a point where they're pretty good, but I also I feel like he won't be able to get the team from the status of being decent slash good to being great. I just feel I feel like that's just a South Carolina thing too. Like they just can't ever get out of that decent slash good phase. Never get to like great, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, you just you never know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, and I really like the guy. But... Yeah, no, I know what you mean. It, it's but it's it, what makes it even more impressive this year. They are four and two with a five touchdown, eight interception Spencer Rattler. Um, I hate that guy so much. <laughs> yeah, I don't like Spencer Rattler that much either. either I, I mean, I feel I, I I feel bad for him too. Like I don't, and frankly, I don't even know how he fell off so badly. Yeah, like that—that's so bad. If I had the, if I had the skills of Spencer Rattler, I'd—I have already won the Heisman five times. Five times. Yeah. <laughs> five times. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like we were just talking about it. Let's as a true freshman too. As a true freshman, yeah. But that, yeah. that was his best season, right? I mean, I don't know if he's a true freshman. I forget, but freshman. Um, yeah, but I want to talk a little bit about Ole Miss. Because Ole Miss has a very uh, helpful schedule for the most part mm-hmm. in terms of them trying to get into the playoff. They got that perfect balance of easy games they should win and a balance of resume-building wins that they can win. Um, like, they play they play Auburn next week. This is the game where Harson gets fired because um, Auburn will have a losing record and Ole Miss will be 7-0 and after this week, I feel like. Then they play LSU. Again, LSU, good team. But there, that's a game that Ole Miss is better than them. They're they're too good to win that. That's eight no. Texas A and M, good team again. Nine. I I just there's not other than Alabama. Alabama is the game for Ole Miss because they beat Alabama. Ole Miss is going to the the playoff. Ole Miss is going to the SEC championship unless they sell against Arkansas or Mississippi State. But so really, it's just the big hurdle for me with Ole Miss is getting over. Um, Alabama, but if they're able to get over Alabama, this team, there's no reason why they're not in the playoff, which would be interesting to see. Just nice to see a new team in the playoff. Yeah, especially like, I mean, it, that that would be like a new, I know it's another SEC team, but like that's that's a team that you would, I, I would have never even thought to consider them to be a playoff contender, like a, a dark horse playoff contender at the beginning of the season. Yeah, and like, and even then, like two years ago, they had, or two or three years ago, I think it was the last season before the COVID year, they were like five and seven. They mm-hmm. didn't even, they didn't beat Mississippi State. They were, they're not very good. Mm-hmm. And yeah. having that, having that Alabama game at home is absolutely huge. Like, I cannot begin to tell you how much that's going to help them if, if they can stay undefeated going into that game. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's just, yeah, you just, again, it's just one of those, you never know teams that it could go south, but it could also go very nicely for them as well. Um, again, another one of those surprise teams, Kansas and Oklahoma. Oh, Kansas. Why is the line eight and a half for Oklahoma? (laughs) Well, (laughs) you know, I, I see that. I think, I honestly think that that is a, I know you're not going to agree with this, but I think that's still an accurate line. I I know I know Oklahoma is very overrated. I mean, I'm the first one to stand by that. Lost forty nine to zero. Yeah, but th- they're just proving they're just proving how overrated um, Kansas is by having that spread. Like Kansas is good, but they're also not that good. And playing oh, at Oklahoma, and those fans still love that team. That's still yeah, going to be a sold out. Come. They're still going to show up. That's still going to be a sold out game. So, I mean, if Kansas can win on the road against Oklahoma, I, I will. I will have much more respect for them than I do now, and I already have respect for them, like a lot of respect for them. But like, even if they were to lose every single game, it's like that's three more wins than they had like, like ever in like the last like ten years. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I just. I don't know. It we'll have to see. Oklahoma has had a pretty, pretty bad two game stretch, or this Very three, bad. Game, three, three game bad. stretch. They're zero and three in the conference. Oh lord! Yeah, they, I. Uh, this is the proof proving ground for Kansas. This is the 
is Oklahoma, does Oklahoma suck game as well. So another, I mean, there's so many high stakes games this weekend in different calibers of you never know type yeah, thing. And, and I, I am giving ahead of myself here, but if, if, if you told me last year that uh, Oklahoma would be three and four coming off a loss to Kansas at home, I would have <laughs> not, I would have just like shot you because you are so insane. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, honestly, like you just first of all, it's already a surprise. Like you would you would for, before even telling me that they were Oklahoma would lose, you you'd be like, "Why is Kansas 5 and 1?" <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. What? Um Yeah, and I mean, but really other than the main event, I mean, you got Texas Iowa State, you got you got you got Utah U- USC, you got Mississippi State, Kansas. We already talked about that. Clemson, Florida State. I mean, that's not. I don't think that's going to be as good of a game as people think it is. Oh, and did I tell you, every single Power Five conference has a ranked in conference game. Every single one of them. Every single Power Five. Let me let me list it for you. At least one. So I'll just represent with the SEC, and I'll go Kentucky, Mississippi State. ACC is Syracuse, NC State. Um, Big Twelve. Is uh I don't Penn remember. State or not? Uh, no, it's TCU, that's not Big Twelve. That's TCU, not Big Twelve. TCU, Oklahoma State, Big Ten is Michigan, uh, Penn, State. Penn State, and uh, Pac twelve is USC, Utah. Fake Power Five school, uh, conference, but we'll let that slide. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they're trailing behind the other ones. I feel like even well, yeah, they're definitely. Yeah, I'm just gonna. I'm looking, yeah, they're definitely the worst Power Five conference, but they are definitely not at the level of, like. Well, no, obviously they're not a mid major. I'm not saying they're a mid major. They're definitely way better than that. I'm not, I'm just saying they're they're one of they're like on the lower end of. I mean, re- more recently, I'd say they're on the same level, if not a little bit better than the ACC. But uh-huh. in the over the course of the past few years, really. ACC has been the fourth worst, and they've even been ways better than the Pac-12 has until recently. Yeah, especially this year, the Pac-12 has some pretty bad teams right now. And you know, even once once UCLA and USC leave, that's going to be a very weak conference. Because that, I mean, you think about it, and it's going to have Utah and Oregon. And yeah. Um, else, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, he, I don't. I have anything else to say? Yeah, I think you're right. Um, but let's do. You want do you want to go into the main event? I would love to go into the main event. Okay, yeah, the Tennessee game, Alabama. Tickets at three hundred and eighty-four dollars at the moment. Um, and number six Tennessee, number three Alabama, eleven and zero combined. Uh, three thirty p.m. CBS. I don't know what else to say about it. You got it. I mean, I do have things to say, but other than the intro, you start. Okay, this is the game for Tennessee. You know, they still ask, it, let's say they do win this game, they still have much, many more tests to get through. But if they can win this game, they, I mean, they, they're not only are they going to be ranked inside the top four, possibly, I, I think they'll be ranked three if they win this game. But um, yeah, they should be. Um, and especially you know, this, Georgia this, hasn't this, had a win like this yet. This is a, this is a huge proving game for both teams. You know, Alabama hasn't looked so great in the last um couple of games. And even I mean, even like the Texas game as well. Right, 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 right. Even extended further than that. But um you know this could also be the game where we could see that maybe Tennessee is slightly overrated. I don't I mean I don't think that's the case personally, but that could be brought out. Yeah. Um, but this is just a huge game conference wise. I know it's not I know it's not a division game. So Tennessee would still have to get through Georgia and Kentucky, which I think they could do, but you know, they they have probably one of the toughest schedules in the country having to play both Alabama and Georgia every single year. Yeah, especially and I, Alabama's their rivalry game. Especially since yeah, I agree, but I also feel like if Tennessee's able to win this game. I think without question right now, they're number one because no one has a win so far among like Ohio State, Georgia, um, Alabama wouldn't if they can't win this game. 
I just feel like in terms of like the top five, top six, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but from memory, I don't think anyone would have a win of this caliber. Um, go, so I just feel like you wouldn't put them at number one yet because you don't want them to be at number one and then look bad the next week and then fall. Um, so, But I just feel like in terms of if they're able to win this game, they're number one technically, if you know what I'm trying to say. Uh-huh. Do you want to build off of it? Um, so, yeah, and you know, I feel like that that would be considered right now a little bit of a bold take, but I I I can honestly agree with that. Like, the, obviously the AP poll is biased, and <laughs> I, I they won't put them at one. But I I mean, look, the, the, if they add to this, they beat number twenty five LSU on the road. They beat a good, they beat a good pit team on the road, and then beating Alabama. Who has a better resume in football than they do? Yeah, exactly. Like, even even Alabama, they they only have a single ranked win in this entire season. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't name one. I'm you're on the other side of this argument, but like, name one team that has a better resume. Assuming Tennessee beats Alabama, name one team. Than them. Yeah, I know. That's that's exactly what I'm trying to say as well. Yeah. And really, and we can talk about this is this is one going to be one of the biggest games of Hendon Hooker's career coming into right now. One thousand four hundred thirty-two yards, ten touchdowns, no interceptions. So really, he's got to be one of the. I mean, he's got less touchdowns. He's not. He's on the higher end, but he's not. He's not top of the top of the line. But no interceptions right now, and that's going to be crucial tomorrow. Because especially with, I think, Bryce Young coming back, you don't want to give Alabama's offense any type of short fields. And so I just feel like it's going to be crucial for him to keep that QBR and that interception and turnover count really for the whole entire. I think the way Tennessee wins this game is if they win the turnover battle because I feel like Alabama, if they're able to play conventional football like we know Alabama does, like their conventional style of football, they're the better Mm -hmm. team technically. But what's going to give Tennessee the opportunity to win this game is if they're able to contain the turnovers, if they're able to win the penalty battle, make sure, stay disciplined. Um, really, It's really just going to come down to discipline and turnovers, and that's just what's going to give them the opportunity to win the game. Yeah, I mean, if, they, if Tennessee can force Alabama to commit turnovers, and you saw that in the A&M game and how – you know, frankly, I think Alabama should have lost that game, but like they got lucky. Yeah, they did. They did, and if it weren't for that play calling, which I'm not going to get into right now, <laughs> get mad at Jimbo. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Alabama's a very beatable team to me, and um, besides that, too, this I wanted to make this point earlier, but this this game also has major Heisman uh, effects. Yeah, like, I agree. If, if like this could be a statement game for ten, it for Hinton Hooker, and that would look great on the Heisman resume. Resume. This almost feels like, you know, the uh, Alabama LSU game a couple years ago with Joe Burrow, and they went fifteen and zero. Like this kind of feels like yeah, this that kind of game right now. Yeah, I know. It just seems like you like if if Hooker can come in there, throw like three touchdowns, three hundred yards, no interceptions, no fumbles. There, there. That's the perfect rep- recipe for in order for Tennessee to win because really I think you're right. I think Alabama's the best beatable team in the nation. Like I yeah. There, there's no team like I like I feel like with there's no one has like Georgia, they have that defense that if their offense is sucking up the joint, something's happening, you can just expect their defense to come in and say, Y'all aren't scoring if we're not scoring. Like I feel like Alabama obviously one of the best teams in the country. I'm not trying to say they're not, but they just no one has that. They don't have that type of. Um, they're one of the best teams that doesn't have that type of. Um, we're not playing well, so this is going to happen. We're we're still going to be fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because because uh, you watched it happen with Texas, like they they all, again almost lost that game, really pulled it out of their butt. But um, <laughs> yeah, but you just like I I feel like if. If it were Georgia playing in that game, for example, I don't like Georgia. I'm not trying to be biased for Georgia. But 
I feel like if it were Georgia playing in that game, they would have won by a bigger margin, even if they only put up those 20 points, because they would have only allowed Texas to get like seven. Right, right, yeah, completely agree. And yeah, I, I mean, and I, I don't know what what's going on with this Bama team, and it, you know, it, it kind of feels unfair to say that because they, you know, they are still six and zero, and they're still Bama. Very, yeah, they're still Bama. <laughs> but I mean, you know, I feel like every year it it, it is always Alabama's insane. Alabama's good. Alabama's going to compete for the national championship. Well, there's only a couple of years that I feel like they. Not that, not that I feel like that they actually win the thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like this year just seems like they're a playoff caliber team, but they're not a championship caliber team. I mean, if Alabama wins the national championship, I would be shocked. I, I'm gonna go that far. You could go that far. All right, yeah. Yes. I mean, yeah, okay. And then I know something that you wanted to talk about. We spent a lot of time there. Um, just really, if we're closing off the Tennessee-Alabama game, game of the day, really playoff implications, Heisman implications, SEC champ or SEC championship game implications. There's just so many things that this game, if you come out on top, that's going to happen because if you're at the top of the SEC, that one loss is crucial. Really just extremely exciting game to watch. And so, But other than that, I know you wanted to talk about some FCS games, if if you wanted to get into that, I thank you for bringing that up. Um, yep. So I I don't want to get too deep into this because I know most of the listeners probably don't care one bit. But one thing from last week, we pulled it out. Delaware down. Let's go. Virginia's not for blue hands. Virginia's for the tribe. Roll <laughs> tribe. Let's go, baby. Let a win there. Um. But the game I did want to talk about this week is number one, North Dakota State playing number two, South Dakota State in the big rival. I, I apologize. I blanked on what the rival name is called. Uh, but this is a huge game. National championship – or not national championship, but like, you know, big – they're in the I, – I don't remember if they're in the same conference. I think they are. So this is not only conference – you know, stuff on the line. It's also a bunch. They of- are both in the Missouri Valley Conference, and it's called the Dakota Marker is the trophy. Oh yes, the Dakota Marker. Okay. Yeah, uh, and also one thing too is that most people, including myself, think South Dakota State should have been ranked number one for the past two weeks, and North Dakota State coming off two pretty close wins that they probably should have won by a lot more is just. There's a lot of questions with North Dakota State, so this is definitely this is definitely much like the Tennessee Alabama game. This is like a proving ground for both teams, and if especially if the Jackrabbits can pull this off on the road, they are looking. They are definitely looking like the best team. In it's the like FCS. FCS championship implications. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It's the exact same thing. I don't really know how that tournament works, but I know that if they're going to be the top two seeds, you want to get that one seed spot, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, any – so I'm not going to go into full detail about it, but there's – you get seeded one through eight, and then there are – the other teams just aren't seeded, but they are they get bids. It's it's kind of weird. The seeding is very, very weird. I don't really even know how they do it most of the time. But, you know, yeah, exactly. If you – if you, you everyone's going to fight for that number one seed because then – Assuming you can get all the way up to the semifinals, you will have a home playoff game all the way up into the semifinals, and the championship is neutral site. So that's going to be huge for whoever is, you know, whoever has that. Whoever gets to that, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, so that's the game of the game of the week in uh, the FCS world, obviously. Um, And really, I've started to get a little bit more into that ever since you started talking to me about it. It's kind of... It's it is it is fun to watch. It's like a different brand of football that I haven't watched as much. Yeah. It's, and it's, you know, it, it's it's just like you go to a Lady Mary game versus you watch an Alabama game. Like the the style of play is so different. Like I feel like William Mary is kind of, and this just may be a difference in scheme or coaching, but William Mary just has 
almost like an arcade style of play. Like they just the plays are kind of crazy, and you know it works out most of the time. But yeah, it's, it's, it's just, just it's different. Just a completely it's fun to different watch. thing to watch. Yeah, exactly. That's that's exactly right. Um, but yeah, other than that, I mean, we 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 went through a lot. Is there anything other specifically you want to talk about? Um. Nothing really coming to mind. How about you? Yeah, no, I mean, other than the USC-Utah game's important, um, just throw that out there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, really, I think we got through a lot. I think there's just so many exciting games to pay attention to, look forward to this weekend. I know I'll be watching the entire Tennessee-Alabama uh, game because I want to see what's happening because Alabama's been looking vulnerable in some cases lately. So I want to see if Tennessee is going to be that team, that good team that can snap down on that. Yes, and couple of last things to say. Roll Jackrabbits, roll Tribe, and screw Alabama. Let's go Vols. <laughs> all right, yeah, all right. Sounds good. All right, yeah, but that's going to wrap this up. Uh, all right. Thank you for coming on, Evan. Yeah, thank you uh, for having it. me. Yeah, it was fun, Um, and we will talk to you soon. All right. See ya. See ya. All right, so that is going to do it for this episode. Um. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Uh, if there's anything you want me to do, go to All Eyes on Sports or anchor.fm slash All Eyes on Sports. Click the button to send me a voice message, and I can put it in my future episodes. Um, follow me on Twitter at All Eyes on Sports, just like the name of the podcast. Um, it'll be good to have you over there. Um, and just follow the follow the show if you enjoyed it. Um, you can go to anchor.fm slash All Eyes on Sports, not only to send me a voice message, but also so you can uh, – Look at the other shows, find out where you can follow, and all that good stuff. But anyways, I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I'll talk to you next time on the show.